Welcome, everyone, to the RF Sports Radio Show podcast. My name is Rodney Fisher. I'm joined by my co-host, of course, Royce Fisher. Royce, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, Rodney. I'm just glad to be back on the air. I'm glad to be back uh, doing our thing. It's been a while with your hiatus. I'm just glad to be back talking about sports. Yeah, we did take a hiatus. I mean, we've been away for quite some time, but we're back. And, of course, you can always follow us online by going directly to our website, rfsportsradio.com, or following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Uh, that way you can always stay in tune with what we have going on. You can also download our show or download our podcast, rather, by going to iTunes. Go to iTunes, do a search for RF Sports Radio. Download us right there. You can always pick us up and always stay in tune with us. And we're back with a business. We're back with a big band. we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff to get into when it comes to the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. A lot going on, Roy. So we got to give everybody exactly what they want to hear. We're getting emails, uh, tweets from people wondering how do we feel about this and about that. Well, tonight, they finally get a chance to find out. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Rodney. And the biggest thing today, I guess, would be the football schedule coming out. Yeah, we'll talk about the football schedule, of course, uh, and talk about the NBA playoffs. We got a lot to going on today. One thing I want to touch on real quick before we get started, Royce, is those are the kind of maybe haven't heard the show before. We go back and forth about all different topics, all different things, but I think we can both agree the RF and RF Sports Radio stands for me. Correct. No, uh, Ron, that's where you're mistaken. Uh, I, I think, you know, we both share Royce, so you had to go with Royce Fisher instead of Rodney Fisher. But we, anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> All I know, we're the yin and yang of sports. You know, you give your opinion, I give my opinion. You do the wrong most of the time. But, well, we let the viewers find out. That's right. Again, it's Sports Talk from a fan's perspective, guys. RFSportsRadio.com is where you can follow us. Online, Real quick, let's jump to a hot story that just kind of came across my lap today, and it has some, some big implications for us because we're based right here in Dallas, Texas. SMU, with their move to the Big East, has finally landed a big-time coach. They knew they had to bring in someone to help the program after having such a bad year last year under uh, the Coach Doherty, and they, they pulled in the Hall of Famer, Larry Brown, apparently sources are reporting that he has agreed to go ahead and coach the SMU Mustangs. That's pretty big. And that, that's a big coup right there. I call it a coup because who would ever thought that Larry Brown would come to SMU? You know, the guy is 71 years old, and, you know, this is his 13th stop as a coach, and that's a lot, man. But but to get Larry Brown, I, I'm just thinking of possibilities he can do for SMU. And, uh, you know, kind of put them in the forefront. Yeah, he is 71 years old. And I went back and I looked at his coaching career as a head coach. Do you know he's been coaching longer than I've been alive? Oh, 71? <laughs> yeah, he started his he started his coaching, and like you said, 71. His first season was 72 to 74 with the Carolina Cougars, an ABA team. That tells you how long that was. Then went on to coach the Denver Nuggets or Denver Rockets at the time when it was the ABA to the NBA in 74 and 79, the UCLA Bruins from 79 to 81. And the list goes on. He's coached the Spurs, the Kansas Jayhawks, New Jersey Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, Indiana Pacers, Los Angeles Clippers, Pistons, Knicks, and then 
last coaching stint, of course, with the 2010 Charlotte Bobcats, who he did get him to a playoff, and then he got fired pretty much the next year. But, you know, for SMU to pull off a deal like Larry Brown, is that going to convince people to finally come and they're going to be playing some Big East opponents? Uh, Is more talent going to come? Listen, Rodney, they can't go up, but, you know, but up. They can't go any lower. But having said that, you're right, Larry Brown is a legend, man. I think people just go just to see him coach. It's just the same way when uh, Texas Tech got Bobby Knight, you know, it changed the program. Of course, they hadn't done anything since. But, you know, Larry, I, I, I can remember Larry Brown in the ABA, and I did get to see a, some ABA games. I'm not going to give my age. But I remember, I, I, I remember Larry Brown had her, man. And my first time I ever saw him was in a flower shirt, and he had uh, long hair. And to look at him now, 71 years old, and still be co- coaching, man, is nothing short of being a miracle. And uh, he's a great guy. I think he's going to be great for SMU. And uh, kudos to SMU for pulling that off. Oh, you know, man, last I'm year they, put, they pulled off a great coach from Hawaii. So, you know, the football program, why not get the basketball program? They get yeah, so many local recruits. Yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, it's a huge talent bid right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Hopefully now they get some of guys to stay home. Yeah, right. Hopefully now they get some of guys to stay home and play in the Big East now. Uh, so that's going to be a good good coup for them. Now, it, it, the, the inside scoop is basically this. He had a choice between this job and becoming the GM for the Portland Trailblazers. Do you think he made the right decision? Uh, he, he can, You know, at 71 years old, you know, it's a different NBA. You know, and I remember his stand in Philadelphia, the trouble he had with Allen Iverson, you know, and having uh, in his career Charlotte. You know, why not go back to the college where he started? And, you know, college coaches are usually in their 70s. If you think about it, you know, these <laughs> well, are not they, most it, 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 Yeah, not well, most 10 years longer. But you have a lot of guys, some of the better coaches are up in age, if you think about it. You know, a lot of them do coach in the 70s. And Rick Pitino was up there, too, you know. So, But uh, I, I think it's good for Larry Brown. It's kind of a low-key position, you know, uh, it's more pressure if you go to NBA than it will be going to college. I think, you know, I think it's a good decision for him because, he, to me, he's an X's and O's kind of guy. And a lot of people said that when he coached at the NBA level, you know, lately when he was playing, when he was coaching with the Charlotte Bobcats and the New York Knicks, his X and O strategy of just trying to, you know, make sure everyone plays basketball the way he feels like is the right way didn't really translate that well to the NBA player. Now with the college player, he has a guy that's going to listen, a younger uh, generation, a young kid coming in and wants to learn from the best, and he's the best way to go. I'm, I'm little, you know, this is a lot more This is a lot more strenuous for a 71-year-old to well, 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 yeah, coach to be a GM. And, and plus he doesn't have to deal with the egos of the NBA. We know how big these guys' egos are. And uh, having said that, he'll have a guy – because NBA is year to year, you know. You know, you may have a group of guys one year, next year, you got a t- totally new group. Whereas in college, you have these guys maybe two to four years. Who knows? You know. Yeah. So really, it's a, it's a good learning process for the players. Uh, it gives them time to build a program. You know, in the NBA, if you don't win, you're out. You know how that works. We saw a lot of coaches get fired this year. So. Right. 
and, right. and, and same way, but college tenure is a little bit longer. So I think it's a great move. Well, staying along that college theme, let's jump in real quick over to college football with Bobby Petrino, the former head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. After his little accident slash indiscretion, of course, he was let go. And now his former aide that was in question that kind of led to him being let go, she resigns today as well, too. I think this is pretty much inevitable. But let me ask you first of all about your reaction to the story and kind of what went on. And, and this guy here is, is, you know, for the Arkansas people, you know, when you bring in a guy like this, you got to have reservations about him. I mean, you remember when he was coaching the Atlanta Falcons, left pretty much before the season was over, when he went and coached South Carolina, and the guys had a pretty checkered pass. So, you know, it's like buyer beware when you bring in Bob Petrino anyway. Well, as much scandal as we've seen in college sports, uh, I'm not surprised, and uh, they don't care as long as you win. You can pretty much get away with anything, you know, I got it coaches up. Having said that, he probably wished he had never got on that motorcycle. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. That's probably uh-huh. something he wished he could take back. And, and on top of that, having crashed it, you know, but he got caught, and that, you know, when you, when you play, you pay. So he was playing, and he had to pay. You know, one thing I thought was really funny was someone tweeted me a picture uh, at RF Sports Radio of a T-shirt that they're selling in Arkansas that said, on the back of the T-shirt it says, hey, if you can see this, my mistress just fell out the back of the motorcycle. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I, thought wow. Was, I thought that was funny, man. Well, well one, thing, one thing about it, we've seen worse. And uh, uh, the thing he has to do now is uh, make it right with his family. That, that to me, would be harder than the job. You know, he can always find another job. He can always go back to high school and coach. But having said that, it, it's the uh, hurt and uh, embarrassment and uh, reconsolidating with his family. You know, that would be the hardest part. Having to face his wife, can you imagine going home and having to face your wife? <laughs> you know, that, that's the biggest problem, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, on the college football front, too, I don't know if you heard this story, Royce, before we get into NBA action, but did you hear that the crystal ball trophy for the Alabama Crimson Tides that they won by winning a national championship was shattered? In a free Are you serious? Yeah, wow. that somebody was handling the trophy, made a mistake, and shattered the trophy. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'm not – the whole uh, – Football program shattered. I'm not surprised. But, yeah, no uh, Before we get in the NBA, how about let's talk about the Kentucky starting five all headed to the NBA, man. Wow. Are you surprised? Are you surprised by that? No, not really. But I, all five of them gone. I mean, you don't, you just lost a great team. And uh, I guess you could have started writing on the wall, you know. I mean, but if, these but guys if, you, if, you, if you played on that team, in that starting five, what better time to go than after winning a national that, title? That, that's true. You know, and, and what was the last time we are. saw five five from the same team go? Yeah. It was the Michigan Pad Pad Five. But uh, I think, who I think, I, think I, I think Calipari has these guys sign some kind of contract. Like, hey, come to me. I'm gonna get you to the NBA as quick as possible. One and done. 
Because he's done this his entire career. Every team he's had has been a great team. It's been one-and-done guys. Well, absolutely. He won't have any trouble recruiting. If that's his motto, come to me, I get you an NBA, uh, people are going to be knocking out his door. Yeah, I think they're definitely knocking out his door. Let's jump to the NBA real quick. Talk a little bit about the NBA standings. As you know, the playoffs are fast approaching. Uh, they're going to be coming up here pretty soon. Some teams are still on the bubble, still jockeying for playoff position. One team that we cover very deeply, of course, the Mavericks, are jockeying for position as well. But let's look at the playoff picture as a whole, starting with the Eastern Conference and exactly how it's shaped up right now. Of course, the number one seed currently is the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat at number two. Only two games, two and a half games back from Chicago. Indiana Pacers are going to maybe grab, it looks like they will grab that third seed. Yeah, I think they're locked. I, I do. And then the Boston Celtics at four, Atlanta at five, Orlando at six, and New York and Philadelphia right now seven and eight with, with, with Milwaukee only One. about a game and a half behind Philadelphia right, right now. Right, and Philadelphia lost. Uh, well, they won tonight. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. They started tomorrow. I, I'm pretty set on that. only thing I see right it, I, I think Orlando may fall off, and I, it's a toss-up between Philly and Milwaukee because Philly has lost several games lately, and they're so unpredictable. Uh, but Milwaukee's been playing great. So uh, the only thing that I see is Orlando falling off, and I, and I, I think New York could possibly move up. But you know, it's funny. It's funny how a season takes so many twists and turns. Because right before the All Star break, me and you were talking about Larry, um, not Larry Brown. <laughs> why am I thinking about him? But Doug Collins being a Coach of the Year candidate for the way he had the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers after such a hot right. start, they get out of the All Star break and they they just tank. Yeah, they faltered, and that's why I say I, I think they're on a decline, and Milwaukee's on the. Uh, you know, it's one game separator. But uh, the top three, I, I, I'm okay with. You know, I think the surprise sleeper in this whole group of eight, and you got to look at Chicago without Derrick Rose. I think they're going to struggle to uh, being the number one. But uh, watch out for Indiana, man. I mean, really, if they catch fire, they're going to be a hard team to deal with. I think my sleeper pick is not – I don't think Indiana is going to really – you know, in the NBA, they feel like you have to earn it to win it, right? You have to get to that – you know, it starts by getting through the first round one year. Right. Next year, you may get to the second round. The third year, you may get to the Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals, and then you lose that. Then now you kind of get your right of passage to go into a championship. I think with Indiana, I can see them winning a playoff series, especially if they have to play a team – like Orlando, Orlando, you know, the first right. round. I think they could win that kind of series, but I don't see them being like that sleeper team. To me, the sleeper team in the Eastern Conference, the way it stands right now, is the New York Knicks. I mean, because they, uh, have, yeah, they, they, have played, they have played a lot better basketball under their new coach, Mike Woodson. He start, decided to run the offense through Carmelo Anthony instead of having them as a compliment piece that Mike D'Antoni wanted them to do. And I've been impressed with the way they play. They played a lot more hard. They played a lot stronger. Tonight they put a whipping up on Boston. I mean, it's, it, they look like that team that could really flip the switch and turn it on, although Carmelo has only been out of the first round once, 
and right. even Amari, you know, Amari right. Sodomai is hurt, right. and Jeremy Lin is right. hurt, but that's, I think that's, they, I think they could be the sleeper team to turn it on. Well, I, I disagree simply by the fact that Carmelo going to have to carry this team. He's going to score at least thirty to forty points a night. Uh, uh, anyway, they'll end up playing Miami, and in a seven-game series, you got to get a nod to Miami, and because, simply because of the bench. And uh, I, 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 we saw Camilo do this in Denver, he, and he came up short, and I just don't see it this time. The reason why I picked Indiana because uh, they will play Orlando, and without Dwight Howard, what is Orlando? Basically. I well, think Indiana true. would kill them on the inside. That's why well, I they say get some, they get some past the first round only. First I mean, round. don't get me wrong. Right. Indiana's hot. They won six of the their last. They right. won a six game win streak. They're right. nine and one in the last ten games. They're right. probably the hottest team going into the playoffs. Right. They were the and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Who's ever on the road? We know that. Who and now I see Chicago. They're not playing great basketball. We see Miami back and forth. So, I mean, the third seed is that they got the third best record in the East. Having said that, uh, I, I, I'm just saying watch out for them. <laughs> just watch out for them. You know, when I look at the top three teams, Chicago, Miami, and Indiana, Chicago by far to me is the best team in the Eastern Conference. I, and, and I feel like I said it before the season even started, I think they're going to win the East. Even, you know, with Derrick Rose trying to make his way back, get back into shape, even without Derrick Rose, you know you've seen them beat the best teams in the East. They beat Miami. They they beat Boston. They beat Indiana. They beat everyone even without Derrick Rose. So they have to have a lot of confidence when they play a team like the Miami Heat, which they won't even see them until the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, well, right now I'm with you on that. This is what we agree upon. I can go with Chicago simply by the fact that these guys play hard every night. They give 110%. You can count on any guy. They got a great bench. I think they have a better bench than Miami does. And Chicago is my pick to come out of the East. And besides, I think if they play Miami for the championship, it'll be the other way around this time. I think uh, Chicago will take them. This is my reason for Chicago winning out. On top of the fact that this the pure eyeball test and watching these guys play and play with a lot of heart. They've had so many players step up in the clutch, not just Derrick Rose. Right. They've right. had uh, uh, C.J. Watson. They've had John Lucas. Lucas. Exactly. They've had all these guys step up. If you look at their overall record, they've got the best road record in the NBA. They're 22-8 on the road, which they got to win on the road if they want to be a, a, a team that goes to the finals. They're 11-1 in their division, only losing one game in their division. And thirty-five and nine in the total conference, they ran the Eastern Conference this year. And plus, they won games without David Rose. A lot of games without David Rose. So they are, you know, they're good with him. And if he comes back, that makes them even better. So we do agree on Chicago coming out the East. So what do you think about Orlando overall? I mean, this injury to Dwight Howard. Now he's talking about a herniated disc. He may, he's going to miss the rest of the regular season. Hopefully, be back for the playoffs. I think the timing of this thing, you know, we have a herniated disc. I'm not a doctor about at all. I'm not going to admit to be even close to a doctor, nor do I play a doctor on TV. 
But if you haven't herniated this, it's got to be bothering you for quite some time. So I'm a little curious about the whole timing of pulling him out of the lineup, going to see a specialist, talking about surgery, after this whole commotion between him and Stan Van Gundy went down. I think the whole timing is a little bit off to me. Well, I'm not surprised with this hectic season and schedule these guys had. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't see a lot more injuries. Uh, and we're seeing it affecting some of the older guys more than young guys. We saw Dirk sit out of stand. We've seen Jason Kidd sit out. We've seen uh, Kobe Bryant sitting out. So I'm not surprised. And, yeah, but uh, this, is not a, this is not an older guy. This is a young guy, yeah, one of the yeah. most physically fit guys in the NBA. Right. right. I, I'm just saying the injuries because of the hectic season, you know what I mean, it has nothing to do with age, Derrick Rose. I mean, a lot of guys have been out. Delonte West with the – I mean, we've just seen a lot of injuries this year. And and Dwight Howard's first prize is him. Uh, whether he – Stan Van Gundy, which I don't think he's going to be there next year. I think he's out. So, uh, and right now, Dwight Howard is like an investment for Orlando. So, I think they do want to get him fixed and healthy for next year. Uh I don't think they. I don't think they get out of the first round. Wow, not even at the first round. Well, they're going to play Indiana, so right. if you what you say holds true, they won't make it out the first round. Let's jump to the Western Conference real quick and talk a little bit about those teams. This is where the Western Conference uh, standings stand right now as we speak. San Antonio, of course, the number one seed, a forty-three and sixteen record. Right now, they're putting a whooping up on the Lakers right now, so I think their number one seed is safe where it is. Then you've got the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are vying for that number one seed. They're 44-17, and 17, pretty much dead locked even with San Antonio. Right. San Antonio's got to win this game to maintain that position. The Lakers are third. The Clippers are four. Two, two teams are playing the same arena, three and four. That's amazing. Then you got the Memphis Grizzlies at five. This is where it gets really confusing. Memphis at five, Denver at six, Dallas at seven, Phoenix at eight, and then you got the Houston Rockets who have the same record as the Phoenix Suns. The right. Utah Jazz trying to get a playoff spot. They're only a half game back from Phoenix. Right. That's where everything gets confusing. You know, from five down right. to about nine or ten, any one of those teams can make it in there. And you're absolutely right, Rodney. But let's go back and talk about this number one seed. Uh, Oklahoma has had the number one seed all year. And it's amazing that nobody really talked about it. And all of a sudden, San Antonio's on top. Uh, we saw the same thing last year. San Antonio rose to the top. But this is a different San Antonio team than it was last year. Okay, and what makes this team so much different than last year? Because they they got a great mixture of young and old, and these guys play for great popularity. You got a healthy uh, 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 Tim Duncan. You got a healthy Ginobili. Uh, Tony Parker is playing out of his mind this season. And uh, these guys play like they want to win. I mean, I know Oklahoma does too, but I, I got to get these guys 1A and 1B. And, and I, number two is just open. <laughs> That's just my, my opinion. Uh, uh, one through four, I'm okay with. Five through eight, boy, I tell you, that's a toss-up. But I tell well, you what. Well, before uh, we go to five and eight, let's stay at the one and two spot real quick. Okay, okay, okay. All right. 
I, 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 personally, I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I, Oklahoma probably has the best. They, they probably eight deep. Uh, I'll I say that. And having said that, San Antonio is eight deep, too. But I think the bench is better. And the, the, the Oklahoma haven't been to the finals are a little bit hungrier than San Antonio. And that's my personal opinion. So I, I'm still, I still, I have Oklahoma number one, and okay, they're one A, San Antonio one B. Okay, let's look at it like this though. San Antonio last year had the best record in the NBA before they went into the, the playoffs last year. Last game of the season, you had Ginobili get hurt, had the messed up elbow, and they lost in the first round to the Memphis Grizzlies, who put a whooping on San Antonio. Yeah, you remember that. Okay, but haven't you you said just said that? Have, haven't said that. The Dallas Mavericks won the NBA championship. They have no chance of winning it this year. We know that. I mean, do you actually believe the Mavericks gonna win? So you, you can just the Mavericks ain't got nothing to do with San Antonio. I'm okay, talking about San Antonio. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you comparing last year? Now you can't go back to last year. We talking about this year. This is a totally different team. Like you said, Ginobili is not hurt now. He's healthy. Everybody on that team's healthy. So you can't go back and say last year, this is a totally different year, totally different season. This is really not a full season. And the last time it was a lockout, who won the championship? The Pantoja Spurs. They went in and swept the Cavaliers. I can go back and say the last lockout they won the championship, but I'm not. So don't, don't, don't go back and talk about last year. We're talking about right now. So of those two teams, you still feel like Oklahoma City is the better of the two? I, I, I said 1A and 1B. I, I got them okay, tied. Okay, we got to make a decision. Oh, no, there's no decision. There, there can't be a tie. I have them tied right now. San Antonio, on my number one spot, I have San Antonio slash o- Oklahoma City. Number two spot is right, like, Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait, wait. Time out, time out. For, the, for all those listening, for your number one spot, you have Oklahoma slash San Antonio. Is that even possible? Now, I have San Antonio slash Oklahoma City. Because these guys could very well finish with the same record. Okay, but I'm asking you to make a decision. Okay, I'm just telling you, on my list, I have San Antonio slash OKC, and the number two spot is blank. I've never and heard that, of someone having list. two teams in what, one what? spot. Well, I tell you, that's my list. Let's take a call real quick, get another opinion on uh, Royce having two teams slotted for the number one spot. Let me bring on a huge contributor to our show, the host of Test Drive America, Mr. Chris. Mr. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? I'm doing, doing fine, man. man. Let me ask you real quick, Chris. Have you ever heard anyone <laughs> have two teams in one spot? Uh, well, I mean, we are talking about, you know, we are talking about Russia, man. I mean, we're not talking I about, one you know, a and one B. If you ever done I mean, a hot yeah, Rodney, you okay, know what one well, A and one B is. Well, here's basically what Rodney said. I, I think, I think Rocket fans, you know, look, who are you putting your money on? Right. I mean, basically, is that what you said? Okay. San Antonio. Number one, Oklahoma, okay. number two. All right, that's good enough for you, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to San Antonio, one. And, and, and I think I mentioned that. I said San Antonio 
slash Oklahoma City, but they could very well finish with the same record. I'm just asking you to put. I'm just okay. asking you to pick one. Okay. That's all. San Antonio, <laughs> Oklahoma too. Now, right, what's your right. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, with Rock's track record, though, we know whoever he picks ain't going to win. Right, right. He, he <laughs> you know, he's picking the Lakers. It has, been known, it has been known that my my pick can be the kiss of death for a team right. of any sport. <laughs> that is understood. That okay, is understood. so who's your number one? Well, team? apparently for your for your football, though, your coach is the kiss of death also. Yeah, he's well, a cowboy fan too, been. Chris. You know that. It has, it has been the past. It has been the past. Right. Chris, let me put you. Let me put you on hold real quick. I want you to stay on with because we're talking about the NFL schedule. I'm gonna get your opinion. Oh, please. That's, that's, that's exactly why I called in, but. All right, let me put you on hold real quick. We'll go back to Chris. Let's finish up on this Western Conference talk real fast. In my opinion, I've got Oklahoma City one. They're younger. That's your opinion. Okay. They're, gonna, they're younger. They they're gonna have a pretty good path of getting there, even if they make it to the uh, if they say it's two seed, they're gonna have to play Dallas the way it is right now. Which Dallas, I don't know if they're even gonna be in there. You got the Lakers, Clippers, Memphis, Denver, Dallas, Phoenix. My sleeper team to take the Western Conference is the L.A. Lakers. Are you serious? Can't count them you out. Know, you cannot count them out. They won four you know, games in a row. They won eight of their last two. Even though Kobe hasn't played, they've learned to finally trust Andrew Bynum down low. He's the biggest mismatch in the Western Conference is Andrew Bynum down low and Paul Gasol a few feet away from him. Two seven-footers. No one in the Western Conference can stop that. The only team okay. I think that has a, even a chance of stopping them has to be a team like Memphis who has Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol. They've done a good job of combating the two twin towers that L.A. has. But the Lakers, I'm telling you, they are a matchup problem for any team in the Western Conference. Okay, I'm going to tell you why the Lakers are not going to win. Okay, number one reason, we don't know how serious Kobe is or if he can even play on that foot. Uh, you know, you want, you're not going to get 100%. But I'd rather have 50% Kobe than 100% of a lot of other players. Having said that, so he's prone to be re-injured that foot not even be able to play because well, he had played happen. in the last. Now, let me it's finish. I didn't interrupt you. Let me finish. And we don't know if Kobe can even play. He set out six games. How long is it going to take him to heal from a just attendance? It's already been six games. Number two, they don't have much of a bench. We know it takes a bench to win a championship. Number three, Andrew Bynum has been carrying the weight for the last six games. He's getting beat up. He's injury-prone. Just like you said, Ginobili went down. I see Andrew Bynum going down next. And Paul Casal does not show up in big games. Haven't talked about last year when he was a non-factor during the Mavericks series, and he doesn't show up in playoff games. He's been the topic the last three years about the Lakers, about his performance in playoff games. They were even talking about training. So you're not going to get the Paul Casal from the regular season. You're going to get the Paul Casal of the playoffs. That's exactly why the Lakers would not go past the second round. They would not win a championship this year. I think I've been so the four valid good reasons. I, I, I hear your reasons, but I will raise you the fact that Kobe has – 
six championship rings. Or going for six rings. I will raise you the fact that they have been able to adjust to a brand new system under Mike Brown. I will also look at the matchup. You know the playoffs are all about matchups. What team in the Western Conference can match up with them? Okay. Let me give the you my Sessions has been a great that, asset Okay, for them. let me ask you something. Why why did they try to trade Paul Casal early that in the season? The let, me the season. Let, me, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. And how many championships have Mike Brown won? How many teams Zero. have he coached? Okay. How many playoff games have he blown in the playoffs? So he's not a proven championship coach yet. And just like I say, Andrew Biden has been banged up. He, he's been carrying the load. This is the first year he's played a whole season, which is really not a whole season since it was only 66 games. But he, he, he can't carry the weight. His body's too heavy. He's getting banged up. I can see him not finishing or not even playing in the playoffs all seven games. I beg to differ, man. I think I think okay. the Lakers are a sleeper team, man. I I I, I do a steak dinner, and I'm not a bed man. I buy you a steak <laughs> dinner if the Lakers make it out the second round of the playoffs. What about some of these new teams in the playoffs, like the L.A. Clippers? What do you think about their chances? I mean, well, first... I tell you, you know, they were my pick before Chauncey Billups went down, because and when they made the trade for uh, CP3. But let me tell you something. Last year I saw CP3 single-handedly beat up on the Lakers. He, he almost won that game. And with the group he has around him now, they're playing much better. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Of course now, they end up, well, they're in the fourth spot. They end up playing uh, maybe Memphis or the Lakers, right? Right. I see them, and they have playing, the playing, playing Memphis. Okay, well, they they might have a struggle with Memphis because they are so physical and stuff. Memphis has been there. But I, I give them a slim chance. I, I do. I get out the first round. Uh, my sleeper here is Memphis. They're dangerous. And, 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 and well, I got two sleepers. Uh, number one, Denver. Why, why, am I, why am I not surprised that you have two sleepers? Okay, I, I'm just telling you, I can, I can have sleeper one, sleeper two. Okay, Memphis, and 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 it depends on how they match up. I'm gonna go with Denver, cause you you know no. they're, they're, But the team I have to win coming out of the West, and man, it, it, and this is a toss up. I'm gonna say San Antonio. Well, you'll go you'll go with the Golden guys. I, I, I'm doing it because of coaching. Greg Popovich is the best coach, and he's my candidate for coach of the year. So I got to go with the best coach. He's a proven champion coach. You know, he's champion. He's won championships, and he has this group of guys which nobody talked about too much all year. Now in the number one spot. So, and they're healthy. At this point right now, it'd be hard for me to say any other team's going to make it out the Western Conference, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think they are the best team. They're a younger, more energized team. They can really do damage in here. If they don't make it out, I've got the Lakers making it. Oh, shit. Is that a surprise to anybody? <laughs> I mean, do you absolutely believe that the Lakers are going to win the I'm West? I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm looking at the matchups. 
I'm looking at the matches. Before we get off of the subject of the NBA, of course, we have another podcast on Thursday night at 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Go to rfsportsradio.com to get more details about that. That podcast will be sitting around really some of our local teams here, especially the Dallas Mavericks. We'll get into more detail about them. But before we go, real quick, do the Mavericks make it in the playoffs? Ronnie, if the playoffs start tomorrow and the Mavericks had to play Oklahoma City, I say no. I mean, do they make it in the playoffs? Is what I'm asking. Oh, they're making the playoffs. You know, and I'm going to bring that up. They'll make the playoffs because I think Phoenix is going to fall off, and I think Philadelphia. I mean, Milwaukee will fall off. I'm putting Philadelphia in at that eighth spot. Phoenix in at the, uh, I'm sorry, Houston in at the eighth spot, and Mavericks just finished six or seven. Well, you know the Mavericks they have a big game tomorrow night. A game will be at when they play the Houston Rockets, who are only uh, one and a half games okay. back. They own, they own the Rockets. And we got to, you know, they, it's going to be a must-win game for them the rest of the season. They got to go up to Chicago and win a game. They got to go out there to Atlanta, which is maybe a must, maybe a winner. Go home game in Atlanta, last game of the season. Uh, that, that's true, but I, I'm thinking Atlanta, since it's the last game, may rest some starters because they're already in the playoffs. Uh, so I, I give Dallas that win. And uh, they they won't probably – Chicago may rest their starters too because they're in too. Who knows? You know, what I you, would. What do you think about that game last – what do you think about that triple overtime loss last night? Let me tell you something about the Mavs. They look tired. They look wore out. I I blame that loss on Rick Carlisle. You played these guys too long in the fourth quarter. And why wouldn't you have Brandon Wright in at center in the fourth quarter? That's an extra score. Because all I saw in overtime was Dirk having the ball or Jason Taylor with the ball. And guys were leaving their man, uh, double-teaming, and the middle was wide open. And Brendan Haywood, I mean, he couldn't take advantage of him. Two, two reasons. Two things I want to ask Carlisle about tomorrow. I know he's answered this already, but I need a better explanation. Why are you going to triple overtime? Dirk gives you a huge shot to put you in overtime and tie it up. Y'all keep battling back. And you don't put your best defender in the game, Sean Mary. I know he only had yeah. two rebounds. It was right. a rebound in the right. game. Why is Sean Marion your best defender down on the court? Uh, my, I, my thoughts exactly. That's what I say. I give that loss to Rick Carlisle. The Laker game could have went either way. I wish they had won that game. Of course, I know you were satisfied. But, you know, not a bad road trip. They did beat uh, Portland. You know, they beat uh, uh, the Warriors. And they brought me the King, which is nobody, but you know, they lost two out of five, the last five. So, But I, I can see them beating Houston. Uh, they will make the playoffs. Now, getting out of the first round, if they have to play Oklahoma City, no way. I think the other real question I want to ask is Delonte West, what in the world are you doing giving another player Wet Willie on the court? Oh, you missed it. Uh, why actually, in the world, why, no, why no, is no, no, another no. grown man sticking his finger in another man's ear? No, in the no, no, no. Let me explain that. I, I saw the whole thing right now. It, it, start, it started earlier because uh, they were going down court. He he, he did push Delonte upside the head. It was a retaliation 
but he stuck his finger up and it just happened to go in his ear and he no, pushed no, it back no. upside his head. I saw it, Roger. The, the man gave another man it wasn't a wet really on the court, man. Go that back is, and look at this. That is absolutely violation. Go back and look at it. He took Triple his finger technical. to put it upside his head. Triple the guy technical turned his foul. head. The guy turned his head. He missed it. I saw the whole thing. Delonte West did not start it. It was retaliation for something he did going down the court. They didn't bring that up last night, but I saw, I watched Delonte going down the court. He did push him upside his face. Delonte was retaliating. He put his finger upside his head to tell him, look, youngster, you know, watch what you're doing. The guy moved, turned his head. He ended up in his ear, and he pushed it. I saw well, it. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask him specifically, did you give Gordon Haywood a wet willy, man? Let me let me ask you something. I'm just I'm just saying that's what it looked like to me. I mean, you stuck the finger in the man's ear. I mean, it's very very playground. Let, let me ask you something. If, if the Lakers don't win a championship, can I give you a wet willy? You can never give me a wet willy under no circumstances. <laughs> well, then are you still man sure the Lakers man, don't it's win? It's not gonna happen. Okay. It's not gonna happen. Okay. Man to man, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I can say that now. Well, yeah, that's apparently, with, that's, that's I'm from a different era because we did wet wheelies back in the day. Yeah, I know. Y'all from a much different era, I guarantee you. Much different. Let me bring right. on somebody a little bit more from my era as we get to switch gears into the NFL real quick. Let me bring on uh, Chris back on, host of Test Drive America. You can go to Test Drive America, uh, testdriveamericatv.com to get more information about what they got coming up. They'll be covering a little NASCAR this year as well, too. But today I want to ask you a little bit about the NFL because I know you're a huge NFL fan, and I know you're kind of still kind of getting over the whole loss of the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I know, you know. Hey, hey, hey. No, 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 said, no, no, but... no, 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 no. I'm, I'm basking in the glory of telling you exactly what was going to happen last year. I told you, go back and rewind your taste at the beginning of the season. I told you we was going. And we went. I told you we was going. I told you we was going uh, yeah, again, and we went. First again, of all, my, my whole, my whole the, 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 the whole wet oh. willy thing, man, that's why I stick to football, man. I mean, we won't have that kind of stuff in football, man. That's all I'm about anyway, man. My whole, defense <laughs> for that, my whole defense for that is that, you know, you can go to one, but you got to go and win. You can't go and lose. But anyway, moving on. Before we get to even talk about uh, Super Bowl, the new the new hey, NFL hey, schedule you know has what? come Have out. Have your team get past a first round playoff game, and then talk to me when they get past playing in what November, December. <laughs> then you call me. <laughs> well, before we get to talking about Super Bowls and everything, yes, of course, the brand new. NFL schedule has come out, so I want to get your opinion on a couple of games. I've already started circling the calendar for a couple of big games that think are going to be huge. The first one I want to really touch on, the season opener, the big game that kicks off the entire season, the Wednesday night game live on NBC is going to be the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. What a way to kick <laughs> off the season. What a way to Y'all kick off lose, man. Brandon what, what, Stadium. What, that, what, a way, what a way to start off 0-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, exactly. That hey, well, you know that, what the good that, thing is? The good thing is, hey, hey, Russ, the good thing is maybe Dan and Romo and the rest of those clowns will get exposed so quick 
Yeah. They got time yeah. to go ahead and cut all them out in the season before they have to. All right, you know, all right. That's, that's, that's enough cowboy bashing. That's <laughs> enough cowboy bashing. Maybe, 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 maybe they can get Emmitt Smith out of retirement or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of those guys to play. Michael Irvin, he's a baby. Hey, I hear, I hear Herschel Walker still in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Herschel Walker. Yeah, you're right. Too tall, Joe. Oh, okay, baby. that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Moving on with really week one. Try to get Jimmy back or something. <laughs> Moving on with week one highlight game. Uh, the the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, we have the number one pick in the draft. We, we all assume he's going to draft it. Probably Andrew Luck. He'll get his start out in the Windy City. They go on the road to play Chicago. Week one, that's a 1 o'clock game, 12 o'clock game on Sunday. The late game that's going to be a big marquee matchup is San Francisco going to Green Bay. That's going to be a good game, too. Yeah. Hey, man, why why don't you go ahead and say the game that you really want to say? The game that I think me and you need to attend. And you know which one I'm talking about. I don't know which one you're talking about. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. It's in October. Check your schedule right down there in front of you. What's the game that sticks out to you in the month of October? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, but no, no, no. We're going to get to it now. My time is precious. Before we'll we get, get to that, now. I think, before I think, we get to that, I, I want to get you guys. I your listeners want to hear us going to that game. Denver I, I Broncos I, and the New England Patriots. Manning versus Tom Brady. That's a game that's going to be a huge game. But I want to talk about we before we go. get there, Peyton Manning's going to make his debut Sunday night on Sunday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Denver team beat Pittsburgh in their season last year in the playoffs. Now they get a chance to go back with Peyton Manning at the helm. With, with, with that passing quarterback. So I, 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 I think that would be a great game. I'm looking forward to that. But I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is the Giants beating the Dallas Cowboys on a Wednesday night to start off the season. The last time they had a Wednesday night game was 1948. So I, my prediction of the score is 48 to 7. <laughs> oh, man, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Denver stays in prime time. They go in week two. They play a Monday night game in week two against Atlanta. And, of course, uh, Denver's going to be pretty much all over the, the primetime schedule all this year. You know, he, and I hope Peyton Manning's hey. going to be playing in these games. Because y'all know how hey, it is. Russ, when they, how how far do you think from the bottom of the Cowboys going to end up? <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Rodney. Uh, if if, uh, if uh, the Broncos beat the Steelers last year <laughs> with, with the players they had and uh, not really a quarterback, what do you think they do to them this year with the quarterback? I think they I think they do about the same. Okay. Okay. I so think they gonna... do about the same. I don't think that, you know, having Peyton Man is gonna push them to the Super Bowl. I don't really think that. You know, I think that they're gonna do about the same. I think they still need a lot of work. It's gonna be Peyton's first time back and everything. What I wanna ask you guys is by what week in the season will T Bow be the starting quarterback of the Jets? I think the same week they uh, pulled Tony Romo. Did you hear me? The same week they pulled. <laughs> the same week. It's not even a valid point, man. <laughs> no, hey, I'm just joking you know with you right now. I just want to tell you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Now, why is it, why is it that when I come on, 
He wants to bash my Patriots for not winning the Super Bowl. I have a bad We can't talk about his Cowboys for not even getting to the playoffs. I have a bad Patriots hit. Well, I, I will say this: that uh, that's going to be interesting to watch Sanchez versus Tebow. I, I think the, the crowd pressure and the fan pressure will probably kick in week four, and especially if they're not winning games. But if Sanchez can can win games, then Tebow will ride the pines. Well, we'll see about that. The guard, that a, uh, winning, baby. All about winning, baby. They had the offensive guard come out today that's for the desk, of course, in OTAs. He is kind of, kind of lifted the cat out the bag and said that they are running two totally different offenses right now, which they have for the playbook, one with a whole Tebow package and one with a Sanchez package. So it could get interesting pretty early. I want to thank everyone for listening tonight. Of course, tune in on Thursday night for our next podcast, which we'll be talking a lot about the Mavericks after the Mavericks play the Houston Rockets tomorrow night. Have audio from all the players, also from Rick Carlisle as well. We'll talk about the Rangers and their surprising start now. Oh, nine, nine and two. two. After putting up 16 runs against Boston tonight. 16. 21 hits, 16 runs, and, man, what a whooping. The bats are back in big T. So we'll talk about that. We'll also get into more details about Larry Brown. It will be more of a DFW, Dallas Fort Worth-specific type podcast. Next week, we'll get into the NFL draft, also seeing how the playoff picture shapes up. We thank everyone for listening. Make sure you go online to rfsportsradio.com. Hey, man, why commit with me to go to the game of Peyton Manning and Brady, man, right now to your listeners. Man. I, I said I will go. I, I'd love to go. But make sure, you guys go to RF, make sure you guys go to rfsportsradio.com. Also, follow Test Drive America by going to testdriveamericatv.com. And we will talk to you guys later. Make sure you drop us an email at rfsportsradio at gmail. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Until next time, guys, everyone be safe. Tune in again for Sports Talk from a Fan's Perspective. Good night.